the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Monday. This is Andrea K. Dynamite in a dress. I can't. I can't do the show by myself, whether it's Facebook Live or not, or how, what station I'm on. Because you know, to keep it going, it's got to be the man, the myth, DJ Carrot Sticks. Enrique, hello. Señor Presidente, es un gusto el poder saludarlo en esta tarde. And Mr. President, it is really good to greet you on this evening. Well, Mr. President, thank you very much. Uno de los grandes recursos que tienen en Estados Unidos es al hombre que le dicen el DJ Carrot Stick. One of the greatest resources you guys have in the United States is DJ Carrot Stick. <laughs> epic, epic intro, my friend. Way to tie it into to one of today's hot topics. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it couldn't be done. We got a new NAFTA deal in spite of a little technological hiccup, right, with the phone today. In case you guys didn't didn't see that, that's what DJ Carrot Sticks was referring to. He did have a hard, little hard time getting the pre- Mexican president on the phone. <laughs> We're only the, com- uh, the country that invented the telephone, the computer, the smartphone. It all came from us. But the POTUS himself, you know, now you can feel okay, DJ Carrot Sticks, if there's ever a technological, yeah. a technical issue here with the show. Of course, anytime anything goes wrong, he always feels so bad. And I tell him, you know what, dude? It's just radio. You know, we're not solving any international problem here, Okay. Although that's what Trump was trying to do today, solve an international problem, and it took him a good few minutes to get his phone up and running. We are going to talk about that on tonight's show because, you know, there were experts, even economic experts like from Warren Buffett to Mark Cuban and others who said that, oh my gosh, President Trump, if he wins, sell off your stocks. He will destroy the economy when he started talking about tariffs as related to negotiating trade deals. It was he's going to destroy the economy. Well, guess what happened today on the news of a new trade deal, which President Trump was able to craft, by the way, in the middle of a coup attempt that has also involved last week's firestorm of a guilty plea from Cohen and eight uh, counts of guilty against Manafort. What was President Trump doing? He's negotiating a better NAFTA deal that ended up with record Dow uh, numbers today. We've got an economic expert who's going to be here at the bottom of the show to talk about that. Anything you want to chime in on, my friend? Well, I just was going to say, I think it's genius him renaming it to go from NAFTA to the U.S.-Mexico trade deal. Because that shows quid pro quo, U.S.-Mexican trade deal. Well, and it's also, yeah, good point there, but it's also a reflection of the fact that Canada, Trudeau, ain't in it because the North American Free Trade Agreement involved Canada. 
So uh, Trump was like, hey, you know, we're going to do our own thing with Mexico. And one of the reasons why I think that that's important, and, and but I've got, I've got my expert coming up to kind of get into the inside of that, is because, you know, part of the movement on, the, on uh, both parties, the Republican Party, the New World Order, one, you know, uh, global government crowd was we don't need not only do we not need any borders in the, on the southern part of the United States, but let's turn Mexico, Canada and the United States into one big country, basically. And that was a, that was an element of NAFTA as well. And so I think uh, by having it become just about the U.S. and Mexico is a very, very good move. A lot of people were curious today as to what that means from an immigration standpoint. So Curtis Ellis will be here at the bottom half of the hour to talk about that. You know, before I came on, on, on the show, you know, I, I posted out what I was going to be talking about. And I'm seeing some of my steady eddies, some of my people that I love so much. Uh, who are who are faithful listeners of the show that were like, please do not talk about John McCain. I can't hear any more about John McCain. Um, I am going to talk about John McCain, uh, but if you don't, you know what? If you don't feel like my my question for you guys to call in was, how soon is it? He the announcement was Saturday evening that he passed away. Um, we're being told that we're not allowed to say anything critical of him. I don't know how much time is, you know, I, I'm not aware that there is a part of the U.S. Constitution uh, laws pertaining to how long we have to wait before we are allowed to accurately describe somebody's legacy. Um, but, you know, I, I feel as though since his his legacy and his death has been so politicized, I feel like it's important since it's being used as a battering ram against President Trump that we get in with, that we engage here. I know you guys are probably already sick of hearing about it, um, but I've got former congressman, former Arizona congressman J.D. Hayworth uh, to come on the show to talk about what this means, because, you know, the left, they work all day every day to politicize absolutely every aspect of our country and they do not take five seconds off while we're being told to take an unlimited amount of time off from any criticisms of John McCain they are working hard to use John McCain's death against our president and we have a lot we are going into the midterm elections and it remains to be seen whether or not this is a non-story that is going to go away in a few days after his funeral or whether or not this is this is ongoing part of a movement i'm curious what you guys think about that is this a non-story how much is it appropriate at this point uh, to discuss the truth about his legacy i'm curious about what you guys think it actually got me thinking though you know, I was thinking that because I got some criticism over the weekend as the left immediately began to politicize it. I started chiming in a little bit at a time over it. And I got some heat from some conservatives. You're not supposed to speak ill of the dead. And I got to thinking about that. Why not? Is that some law in the United States? I actually Googled the saying, the saying, do not speak ill of the dead, because I was wondering what its origins were, because so many Americans have adopted it as though it's somehow law. And I'm not one that 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 is a proponent of speaking ill of the dead you know, just to speak ill of the dead, but I'm also not a proponent of somebody's uh, history as a human being being uh, wiped clean, then being canonized or lionized as like the lion of the Senate when you've left a woman for dead at the bottom of, you know, a river, for example. I don't believe in that. I believe that we all, we're all going to die. It's a fact of life. It is incredibly painful for the loved ones, regardless of a person's history. And I think it's actually dangerous to not keep an honest account of, of somebody's life. Because how do we, are we going to just not have history? Are we not allowed to talk? I'm going to use an extreme example. Are we not allowed to talk about O.J. Simpson and the near decapitations after he dies? Because we're not allowed to speak ill of the dead. That doesn't make sense to me. How are we going to get better as a humanity, get better as a race of people? How are we going to stop multi-generational abuse in families if we're not honest about what somebody's actions were and learn from it? 
If we're not going to look at, at, at groups and patterns of behavior and craft legislation to protect innocent lives, if we're not taking an honest look at history, and history is a compilation of human beings and their actions. How are we going to you know, do better and correct issues in our country or fight against political movements in this country if we don't accurately look at history, how history was played out by human beings and by elected officials? To me, we have to take an honest look at that. And I know you guys are sick of hearing about it. Um, and for John McCain specifically, I, I do want to start off by saying that, and I'm not going to spend much time in him before we take a break and go to, to uh, Congressman Hayworth, but, uh, you know, I do think absolutely that what he did in captivity, when I hear that he was offered an opportunity to leave captivity because of who his father was as an admiral, and he chose to stay in captivity and be beaten with no idea how long he would be there, with no idea if he would make it out alive, I got to tell you, that's some heroism because I don't know what I would have done. I don't know if I might not have justified to myself getting the, getting the golden ticket to leave. But his, um, and, and you know, as the daughter to Marines, I honor everybody who served in this country. But service in the military is not in and of itself to me a qualification to be a congressperson, a qualification to stay as a congressperson after they've been in office and they have shown a record. It's not a qualification to be president of the United States. Um, And as his tenure as a taxpayer-funded senator went on, it got to a point to where he was uh, hiding behind the shield of his military service as a cover for what can be argued as non-heroic, if not anti-American behavior and actions as a senator. His fingerprints are on the Steele dossier that was used to illegally spy on Americans, to overturn, to, uh, uh, to interfere with a presidential election, and then now to launch a coup attempt. That cannot be overlooked. Tomorrow, Bruce Orr will be speaking before Congress. And I have to wonder how much of inaction on the part of Republicans to hold anybody accountable was because John McCain was involved. John McCain was recently revealed a few weeks ago here on the show. I talked about it, that he was one of the people behind the scenes. We couldn't figure out why the Republican Party wasn't doing anything after the IRS was caught. As one Tea Party group leader said, caught with a jackboot of tyranny on her neck. We couldn't figure out. 60% of the Americans wanted somebody held to account for that. And we find out recently that John McCain wanted, quote, financial ruin of Tea Party groups. You know, and President Trump, well, we, he must say something nice about McCain. Trump, uh, immediately upon the announcement, did not say anything derogatory about McCain. He issued a tweet sh- offering condolences to the family. But then the pressure for groupthink came. How dare he not say something nice? Uh, on what obligation are we as Americans to say something nice about a congressperson? Free speech also involves the freedom to not speak. The groupthink bullying is disturbing to me as well, particularly since he is a taxpayer-funded congressperson. We do not have a system of royalty in this country that we're required to bow to or to, you know, dictators. That's not what this country is about. And if I was Trump, I'd have a hard time saying something nice about somebody who worked hard to undermine him as a free and fairly elected president, particularly since it involved betrayal of his citizens and his constituents in Arizona and the country. When it came to Obamacare, why? where is the obligation for Trump? And these are just a couple of examples of what went on with McCain. Uh, the left, of course, who in 2008 called McCain an, an unhinged, old, elitist, racist, are now, of course, uh, using him as, uh, you know, the poster child of everything, you know, uh, great about this country as, as part of the Never Trump campaign. 
So they're clearly they've got a narrative here using him as the bipartisan as a way to try to pressure and bully the Republicans into kowtowing to the left's demands. We're going to take a break. We come back. I know, uh, you know, you got some of y'all might be sick of hearing about McCain, but we I want to talk to former Congressman J.D. Hayworth and see what he thinks the impact is politically, if any at all. Then after that, we're going to talk about NAFTA and we've got some Monday madness to talk about. And I would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K-A-Y-E. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Sun Garden Terrace, license number 374-603-437. Sylvia taught school for 25 years before retiring and traveling the world with her beloved husband before he passed. My kids put me in here, and I thought, oh, great, they shuffled me off. But after I got here, the people were so wonderful. Sylvia found the perfect place where she could meet new friends and enjoy the activities. I enjoy the card games. If I win anything, (laughs) if I don't win anything, I don't enjoy as much, but I do enjoy the activities and there's a nice variety so you don't get tired or bored. Sun Garden Terrace customizes individual care and activities based on the unique aspects and abilities of your loved one. You're invited to take a tour, see the renovation of their welcoming memory care wing, and join them for lunch. Visit sungardenterrace.com or call 619-464-CARE. Sun Garden Terrace, because there's such a lot of living to do. Call 619-464-CARE. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. See website for details. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, My glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text VISION22 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION22 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION22 to 350350. 
Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine, where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Monday Madness here. Stay tuned for a little story we've got later. You're not, y'all not going to believe what this kid in North Carolina got punished for. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got Congressman J.D. Hayworth, former congressman, former Arizona congressman, who's going to be on the show uh, in just a few minutes to talk about John Andrew McCain, the impact of John McCain and his legacy. Um, but before we go to uh, former Congressman Hayworth, we're actually going to quickly go to the phones because we've got somebody who wants to chime in. Hello. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Um, Andrea, I um, uh, my name is uh, Ole Olson, and I just tuned in for the very first time. I usually turn off my radio at six o'clock. Okay. And uh, after after the uh, Sekolo program, and I, for some reason I kept it on today. I've been around town a long time, and I have never heard someone on the radio as articulate and as bright. As you are, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a fan of yours for a long time. Oh, thank uh, you so much. Speak it, brother. I love a compliment. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad to pass it on. I mean, I listened to the Hedgecock. I mean, to everybody for a long time, and uh, you are incredible. And uh, I, I, I just want, I just needed to pass that compliment on. Well, I appreciate you. Well, God bless you. Sincerely, I appreciate that so much. And it really, I'm going to get choked up here. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much for for listening and taking the time to call in. Seriously, thank you well, so much. I'm going to I'm going to continue listening to you today and from now on. So uh, uh, good luck and uh, and God bless. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, now we are going to go to none other than former Arizona Congressman J.D. Hayworth. Hi, J.D., welcome back to the show. Well, Andrea, good to be back with you, and nice to hear Ole has very publicly joined your army. I know. I think there with those nice words, yes. Yeah, that was very sweet. Uh, I'm um, sorry, I just had the uh, Very nice to hear, because you know what, when, you know, you've done this, because you know you've done countless shows and broadcast from TV to radio, and you know it's it's hard as you as you come in every day, you want to do a show that provides content that people want to hear, that's relevant to them, that's meaningful to them. People have a lot of choices, you know, where to get, you know, their information and who they want to listen to. And so, I, you know, there's always a little bit in my gut where it's, oh, am I going to go in the right direction tonight? You know, am I going to, you know, you know, do a good show for the people who take the time to listen? And for somebody like yourself to take the time to actually come on my show as a guest means as much to me, J.D. I need you to know that Um, particularly. Well, thank you. It's always good fun. In my Newsmax TV days, you were very kind to uh, 
to be a guest, and I'm very happy to reciprocate and uh, honored to be with you again tonight. Well, thank you, especially at this key moment, because uh, we had the passing of an icon in the U.S. government, a controversial figure. So controversial, J.D., that, you know, there was a lot of criticism of Trump with his response. A lot of people were like, it's not timely to mention any criticisms of John McCain. But meanwhile, the left has been politicizing him. I just want to give you an opportunity to say whatever you want to say right now about John McCain. And then I would like you to talk about the impact uh, going forward politically uh, in terms of, you know, the left politicizing his death and what this might mean for President Trump. Well, all I can offer is my my personal response. Uh, And, you know, some people seem to uh, to think that uh, campaigns continue ad infinitum and they don't. I mean, uh, eight years ago, I I challenged John in the uh, Republican primary in Arizona and finished second. And that was that. That was fine. And uh, the questions that confront hey, us I'll, I'll as a nation, about like 10 minutes here, okay. as long as we are the land of the free and the home of the brave, we will continue to face questions, many of them contentious questions. But in a free society, you don't expect unanimity. Right. So all I can do is say that uh, that John and I had a had a rough campaign. And I think what underscored it was the fact that we were uh, pretty good friends. I can remember back to, uh, you know, you think back about it now, and my gracious, more years have passed than I care to count. Uh, almost a quarter century, 24 years ago, I was elected to Congress at age 36, and that was the first time in my lifetime that the Republican Party held a majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. It had been 40 years of yeah. one-party rule. And so many personal glimpses of John. We were doing a, a dinner, a, a big Republican dinner in Arizona. Uh, gosh, it may have been the eve of the primary, and John comes in with this astonished look on his face going, my God, we're ahead by 22 points on the generic ballot. That's never happened. And there was such anticipation. And then, of course, uh, to deliver on that. And, you know, just just some personal things. The morning after that election, John called me, and, you know, in his inevitable style, he says, hey, congratulations, boy. Now, understand this. When you get to Washington, you're going to feel like a mosquito in a nudist colony. <laughs> and, and I said, excuse me, Senator? Oh, yeah, he says. He says, listen, there are so many targets of opportunity. There is so much you can do here that uh, you don't know where to get started. Just find a couple of things to concentrate on at first. And so that mosquito as a, in a nudist colony a statement stuck with me through the years. Other advice, and I know that San Diego is a great military town, great, uh, great uh, presence there by the United States Navy and uh, our other branches of service. Mm-hmm. But uh, John had some advice. We'd be on the campaign trail, and uh, he'd have good advice like, and I'll, I'll try to clean this up for the family show. I don't want to lose Ole when he just called and <laughs> you know, said he's with you. So here, here's the uh, the G-rated version of what John's advice was. Uh, we'd be riding up the 17 to Flagstaff or somewhere, and he'd say, now listen, always have somebody else drive. That means you can take a nap. 
<laughs> and never pass up the chance to take a nap or <clears throat> visit the facilities. Very good advice. Very good advice. But uh, you know what? I, I, you know, I, you know, I I, I love these charming stories about him. There was an element of him that was very charming, and I supported him in his 2008 presidential uh, campaign. But no doubt that he was controversial towards the end, because and he, and he upset a lot of people with some of his actions. One of which was when, uh, first of all, that when he, when he, uh, his diagnosis that he didn't give up his seat because he wasn't able to, uh, at least in the last year, really fulfill his duty. Some people were upset that he went back and voted against uh, his own constituents with the Obamacare thing. And um, the, you know, some, the Steele dossier, just, you know, the, he's, he's controversial. And the, the left is using him as, as part of the Never Trump movement. And, it, you know, it causes me concern. Because President Trump was elected to do a few things, J.D., and I, you know, and he, President Trump and the voters who voted him in have a right to have his agenda passed, don't we? Well, here's here's what I would say. And believe me, I am very happy that Donald John Trump is the 45th president of the United States, because many of the things I've been saying about the border, uh, President Trump says he's going to make good on. I think that's great. And I love where the economy's headed. And I just love. Uh, the disruptive nature, yes, the disruptive nature of, of uh, you know, for so long it was where Republicans kind of had to get into a defensive crouch and we'd always be beaten up. And, you know, I, I just appreciate the fact that uh, that President Trump doesn't uh, doesn't uh, cotton to that kind of thing. Now, uh, you you let you offered a litany that I don't need to repeat of uh, John McCain's actions and. John's not here to answer for them. I I think this comes at a very interesting time because tomorrow and uh, many of the uh, zonies visiting there in San Diego will attest they probably use their mail-in ballots. But tomorrow is primary election day, so we will decide uh, who will be the Republican nominee to succeed Jeff Flake, who could not – who was held more responsible for some outlandish decisions uh, in his one term mm-hmm. in the Senate. And, uh, you, you know, I just I think we have to go, OK, John did his thing okay. and uh, we'll remember the good things. And we will also remember the things that were not so good. Uh, but the fact is, we, we, we move on. Doesn't mean we don't reverence and remember the good things. But now what do we do? And the fact is that, as you mentioned, it should be the goal of the Republican Party to uh, help uh, President Trump implement his agenda, not as a rubber stamp, but as uh, as a helpmate in the uh, in the um, uh, legislative branch of government. And as for the left, well, the great news is, Andrea, people are becoming more discerning. All you have to do is turn back the clock 10 years ago and all the people saying all the nice things about John McCain now were saying what a horrible human being he was and what they were calling a racist and a fascist, you know, the usual oh, yeah. litany of names. Yeah. So I think that's more of the example of just how the left, without any apparent shame or any sense of history, believes they can absolutely change course and uh, and have people, they, they think they can invoke instant amnesia. Yeah. I think people are much more savvy, and I think that was the message of the of the Trump election, quite frankly, in 2016. Who do you think that the governor of Arizona will appoint to replace John McCain? I don't know. I think that uh, I think that the governor has, has wisely said that this week, 
we have enough politics with the primary going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think uh, the rest of the time this week in in Arizona, uh, Wednesday, for example, uh, uh, Senator McCain's body will lie in state in the rotunda of the state capitol. Thursday, there will be a a local funeral service at North Phoenix Baptist Church. And then uh, Senator McCain returns to uh, to Capitol Hill. I think only the 31st member of the Senate, or only the 31st person in American history to lie in state in the rotunda, and then, of course, his service there, and then his internment at, uh, at Annapolis, at the Naval Academy. Well, we so, uh, this is this is a week for for remembering John McCain, not not out of a unanimity, but remembering him. And then then I think Governor Ducey will make a choice. And I frankly don't know who uh, who he will pick. There's been some talk that he might pick Cindy McCain. And, you know, there's been a tradition of that when Hubert Humphrey passed away, his his widow Muriel uh, took over that seat. Uh, so there's been a kind of history Sonny Bono, in the United Sonny, States Senate. Yeah, Mary Bono. I don't remember. Was he a senator? He wasn't a senator. He was a well, con- no, he was he was in Congress. He was in Congress. And Mary won the special election. Here's the real neat thing to remember. The Got states, one minute left, J.D. Federal, okay, very quickly. Civics lesson. The states can decide senatorial succession through appointment, at least temporarily, and then a special election in the House. Everyone who serves has to be elected. So whenever, and whenever, ever so, whenever someone leaves the house, death, uh, resignation, there is immediately a special election. Gotcha. And Mary won that election to succeed Sonny. So yeah, and she was, and she was popular. She was popular, wasn't she? Oh yeah, very popular for the the bulk of her time there. But the house is not a home, and maybe I'll be ready for a home in a few years. Now I've reached Club Six O. It's like the Roche Motel. You check in and you don't check out. But, uh, <laughs> the time passes, Andrea. It sure does. Yeah, it does. And I thank you for spending some time with us tonight, J.D. I really appreciate it. Take good care. My honor. Look forward to it again. You All take right. care, too. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Now, we're going to take a break. I'm running past DJ Carrot Sticks waving his arms at me to get moving on because we're going to move on to a hot topic today, which involves NAFTA. They said it couldn't be done. A new trade deal between the U.S. and Mexico that resulted in record Dow numbers today. We're going to talk about that. And Bruce Orr is going in front of Congress tomorrow. Is it going to be more of the same stuff we saw with that struck and Rosenstein? Or are we going to get some answers? Hmm. Stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The Answer. And now an editorial by Steve Brodsky, General Manager of Capre San Diego and The Answer San Diego. Assembly Bill 2943 took one step closer to becoming a law last week, but the fight is not over. With the California State Senate approving AB 2943, it now returns to the Assembly for a final vote before it goes to the governor's desk. This bill would prohibit pastors and family counselors from helping people struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction. Imagine a counselor or church staff member being fined and facing legal charges for simply helping someone looking for counsel. We have identified Assembly members we believe are most likely to listen to our concerns. Please call them now before the new Assembly vote. Help preserve the First Amendment rights of pastors, family counselors, and most importantly, people seeking help. Visit kprz.com or theanswersandiego.com. Click on the banner to find contact information of these assembly members and call them, urging a no vote on AB 2943. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that can help you lower and even eliminate your occasional aches and pains that come from aging or exercise and everyday living. For example, maybe you love to play golf or go on those nice long walks or even just walking up and down stairs without grimacing with pain would be nice. Staying active should be a big part of everyone's life. That's why so many people are now taking Relief Factor every day. If you're dealing with the aches and pain that come from aging or exercise or just everyday living that keep you from doing the things you love to do, the things you want and need to do, then go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. Discounted now to only $19.95. And you should know, the majority of people who do order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me, 888-344-1170. In the words of President Trump, it's a big day for trade. It's a big day for our country. Indeed it is. They said it couldn't be done. They said he don't know nothing about no trade deals. He don't know nothing about tariffs. He's going to destroy the economy. All he knows is construction, and he wasn't even great about that with his Taj Mahal. Well, poof. You know what? We've got Curtis Ellis joining me now, senior policy advisor with America First Policies, who was a campaign advisor for President Trump on trade and uh, jobs. And he joins me now uh, to let's uh, to uh, revel in this victory tonight. (laughs) Right, Curtis? 
This is a huge victory. This is a great day. I got to be honest with you, Andrea. I've been working on this stuff for 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 decades, and I was there and watching it when Ross Perot talked about the giant sucking sound of jobs leaving America that would happen when NAFTA was passed and everybody said, oh, old Ross, he's that crazy old man. He was right. And I tell you, there were times I doubted I would ever see this day in my lifetime where we have the president of the United States fixing NAFTA, you know, breaking the broken trade agreement and putting something better in its place. And then I won't even get into the tariffs on China. I thought I'd never see this day. I know. This is a wonderful day it for America. It is a wonderful day. Can you give us a little details? Because sometimes these, these sometimes economic stories, it's interesting for me because I get why people don't really, you know, it's economic stories and stories, you know, related to tariffs and regulations and this and that. I mean, right. it's not it's not as sexy as talking about a story like Stormy Daniels or Cohen and any of that kind of stuff. But this is the stuff that affects everyday li- Americans' lives. They say well, Americans right. vote. Uh, it's the economy stupid, but then Americans don't want to necessarily take the time to understand it. So I don't want to get too in the weeds, but what are like a couple yeah. of things that you can tell us about this new NAFTA deal that everybody should know? Yeah, well, you know, really, it, 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 this is kind of like Stormy Daniels, except like with NAFTA, all of America got screwed. But oh, I'm sorry, I had to say that. Uh, Keep it cheap, now, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, as, as President Trump said, it used to be we made cars in Flint and you couldn't drink the water in Mexico. Now the cars were made in Mexico and you can't drink the water in Flint. We're going to change that. This new deal changes that. Uh, 75% of a car that's sold under the NAFTA rules and the North America Free Trade Agreement have to be made in North America. And 40%, I don't want to get into numbers here, but a big chunk of that has to be made by people who are being paid $16 an hour. Now, the whole reason, right after NAFTA, all of our auto industry left Michigan, left the Midwest, left the Great Lakes, left Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and went to Mexico where people could get paid a couple bucks an hour. And it's that simple. It it was the giant sucking sound. And President Trump said, we're going to fix it. And now, under these rules, more of the car has to be made in the United States. It's that simple. It's that simple. We're going to get those jobs back. These are the jobs that President Obama and John Kerry and all of those good liberals who care about working men and women supposedly said, oh, those jobs are never coming back. Forget about it. It's going to happen. So that's 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 really that's great news for everybody. I mean, that's the nuts and bolts. We're not talking about trade and free trade rules and, right. you know, the comparative advantage of, uh, you know, David Ricardo's theory from 1803. No, this is <laughs> real simple. Do you want a job or do you want Mexico to have those jobs? Exactly. We yeah. want those jobs right. here. Uh, we're going to make what we we're going to buy what we make and we're going to make what we buy. If you're buying a car, it's going to be a car made by Americans. And I hope <laughs> you know? that the yeah, and I hope that the American people understand that you know so much of what's going on when it comes to legislation and policy and all this kind of stuff they they try to complicate it too much they try to pack right. in everything they can every piece of legislation is 3000 pages when the mantra yeah. when i worked at xerox corporation was kiss keep it simple stupid you know make it yeah. a simple solution and you get an immediate impact and this should be this is another reason why people need to understand this is the value of having a businessman come in this is not somebody that wants to take 2 years to yammer on the house of the floor and get nothing done when they only work 6 weeks a year 
And then they want to cram stuff that's not related to, you know, health care into a health care bill. Simple solutions. You restore yeah. and you jumpstart the economy and you do it in a variety of different ways with different different here with this. Uh, my, my friends, yeah. by the way, are saying let's not refer to it as NAFTA anymore. NAFTA is dead. It's got it's a new name. Mexico free trade agreement. Yes, it is. Which, yeah. <laughs> now, my question yeah. for no, you. Look, he wants results, not rules. Exactly. The Democrats were like, well, we learned in school that free trade is good. And now we're going to make an agreement. And all these rules say it's free trade and therefore it's good. Well, uh, President Trump looked at it simple. Are Americans getting jobs? Are Americans being paid more because of this deal? It's right. that simple. And w- Americans will be paid more from this deal. Look, old Abe Lincoln figured it out 100, you know, like 150 years ago or, or more that to be a consumer, you have to be a producer. You've got to be making something and getting paid for what mm-hmm. you make. Otherwise, you don't have the money to be a consumer. Right. 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 And, so. and, and what? Explain to everybody quickly. We've got about a minute left. Yeah. Why right. the results of this today had the Dow at a record level up over 26,000? Well, for that reason, is uh, simple. It, um, there's going to be more money flowing through the economy, more money in people's pockets to buy things. So the the businesses that want to sell things just got a whole bunch of new customers. And also, we got this deal where American farmers are going to be selling more food to Mexico. So that's happy. And the whole this has got the markets jazz, got Wall Street jazz because President Trump's trade strategy is working. Yes, it's working. it's working. And we've got another campaign promise fulfilled. Curtis Ellis, thank you so much for being here and helping everybody understand the good news today. This big Yay, day. Thank you. It. Thanks for being here. All right. Now, before we take a break, we're going to go back to the phones because it looks like Edward, who's in uh, Santa Clara, has a comment that he wants to make. Hi, Edward. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. How you doing? Good. Thanks. Glad to have you on the show. What's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, I just think that uh, Trump should come out with it and say, look, you know, this is the reason why I think McCain was no war hero. I mean, those hundred over 100 uh, military Navy officers that were killed on that ship due to his negligence, where he should have been uh, put in prison and only because his father and grandfather were four-star admirals, he was able to get away with that. I think uh, Trump should come out and explain it to people why he uh, had stated that McCain was not a hero. What are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts were I actually like the fact that his explanation back on the campaign trail when he said, you know, he kind of likes people that don't get captured. I actually thought um, was, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, kind of a master of the obvious statement. You know, there are some people that, you know, don't like that story. They say that it's fiction about what happened there. And, you know, I think that President Trump, unfortunately, the Republican Party is kind of allowed for a long time now. We've got the the media is controlled by the left. Uh, the media is basically a spokesperson. Uh, arm for the Democrats. You've got a lot of Republicans that don't have uh, the will uh, to have honesty spoken about John McCain and his history and his legacy. Uh, you look at the, you look at the attacks on President Trump for issuing a condolence tweet to to the family, but he didn't gush niceness over John McCain, and he's been excoriated for two days. And then he comes out with a nice statement tonight, and then it's well, he gets attacked for that. President Trump can't win no matter what he does, and so honestly, I think at this point, I've kind of come to the conclusion, thanks to some of the listeners tonight, and my GM actually here at the station was like, you know what, I think that this is going to be three days from now after his funeral. You know, it's really going to be time to move on to a new chapter and. I think successes like NAFTA, successes uh, that he, you know, has done with with tax policy. We're going into the midterms. 
uh, you know, that I think that, you know, focusing on, on the positives of what he's accomplished is, is a better strategy at this point. But I could be wrong. But I appreciate your yeah, calling in. Yeah, I think McCain was really a rhino in the first place anyway. But thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. I want to read a couple of uh, comments here uh, from those uh, commenting on Facebook. Donna says, I disagree, caller. People need to research that for themselves. Uh, yeah, that is a controversial story. Um, let's see in other comments. Uh, um, uh, people are really digging Curtis Ellis and his story and his great economic story for tonight. You know, that's really what's going to drive people in the midterms. I think that's what's going to matter most to people. It's the kitchen table economics. Are you, is your life better off today than it was? back under the Obama administration? And do you want to take a chance with the Democrats whose platform right now is uh, economic destruction in the form of income redistribution, free college, free jobs paid for, guaranteed jobs, open borders, and abolish ICE? That's really what it's going to come down to. We're going to take a break. We come back Monday madness. Wait till you guys hear, oh my gosh, about this kid in North Carolina. It's the pop the pop culture segment on Monday madness here on the Andrea K Show. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. The fall semester is here and already started, but a few of these half-off tuitions are still left. So it's your last chance to get your student a private education. Give them the very best education possible for half price with the Answer San Diego's half-off tuition program. Debbie was paying for her grandson's private education. When they go to a private school, they're being taught about happy things instead of coming home with some of the different things that they are going to learn in public school that you don't have any kind of control over. But paying for his private school was a challenge. My daughter is a single parent, and my husband and I, the grandparents, have been helping her a lot of different things. Having to retire, we can't really afford that very much anymore. Her advice to the Answer San Diego family? Look into their half-price tuition. I'm just very happy with the whole program. Can you believe the fall semester is already here? Classes are filling up fast and registration will close soon. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com to see the list of half-off tuitions still available right now. Then call us at 844-800-5757 and secure your child's place now. That's 844-800-5757. 844-800-5757. Liberty Tobacco is San Diego's oldest independent tobacco dealer with something new always going on. You remember the launching of Liberty's new house cigar last month? It's called the Liberty. The response was overwhelming. 
and Charlie has decided to keep the special sale price in place through Labor Day. With the purchase of a full bundle, that's 20 sticks, you'll receive double the normal volume discount, a full 20% off. These are handmade cigars from Nicaragua in both natural and Maduro. Here's an idea. Go ahead and buy one, try it out, guarantee you'll be back for the special bundle sale. It's the new Liberty Cigar. And to top it off, the staff is going to toss in a Liberty t-shirt with each purchase. Can't beat that. I'll see you at Liberty Tobacco. Open seven days a week. The best pipes, the best cigars, the best tobacco, terrific people. They're open seven days a week. Liberty Tobacco. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends, and welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. That traditional three-legged retirement stool that we've talked about for years, that's pension plans, your personal savings, and Social Security benefits. Well, that particular retirement stool, just a little bit wobbly right now. The personal savings, however, often ends up being the weak link for people. And so this is where it really becomes important for you to understand your projected Social Security benefits, your retirement income, and the amount that you need to save to get the job done for you and your family. So if you need help with that, I invite you. Come on in and see me. I do meet with everybody personally, and I offer an absolutely free retirement planning consultation. All you have to do is call the office and schedule your visit. 800-727-PLAN. That is my office number here, 800-727-7526. You can also go to my website, theretirementprofessor.com. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Always an honor to have you with me and share this time with me. Big day tomorrow. We will return to spending a lot of time talking about the greatest abuse of power in the history of the United States, and that is the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ. Bruce Orr comes before Congress tomorrow, and I don't know about you all, but I will be watching every second. I'm, I'm going to have to do what I always do. I'm going to have to record it and fast forward over certain Democrat Congress people as they go off the rails, but that's going to be a key story tomorrow night, so be sure to stay tuned. Uh, tune in tomorrow night for that. A little bit of a follow-up story. You know, last week I talked about kind of offhand that we had a, a car accident real close to the radio station here and and turned it turned in out to be a well-known youtuber a gamer who did a suicide smash if you will drove 100 miles an hour in the wrong way and killed a local mom 43 and her 12 year old daughter who coincidentally ended up i go to a very large church here called the rock in san diego and they were members of the rock and um just devastating story and then we find out this weekend that a gamer in Florida went off the rails and murdered two people before he shot himself. I said to DJ Kirstix, what is going on? What's going on with the gamers out there? Is this, you know, I mean, maybe they're two so isolated incidents that there's no connection there, that that, that gamers, or what are your thoughts on that? I've never done, I don't know what even gaming is. I'm not a gamer. There could be a connection. The other thing you have to keep in mind is that pretty much any person under 40 plays video games regularly. So that's okay. a large demographic of people. Yeah. So to have two out of, you know, millions and millions of people that play video game. But I think there is something about distorted reality and people that are obsessed with video games and play them too much. Yeah. And, and it, yeah. And it, it could be and not just because of playing the games too much, but the isolation from the outside world, spending too much time in home. 
Um, you know, in the instance of the one here with the suicide smash, he had lost a lot of money. So there was a financial impact there. But, you know, just just interesting dynamics. So um, just interesting to point out. But my hearts go out locally here to this family. And it was uh, hard to see the people who knew them uh, Sunday at the Rock. Uh, prayers for them. Um, speaking of Monday Madness, pop the pop culture segment here. Get this. DJ, were you, I, I grew up in the, in the deep South, daughter of two Marines, and we were taught to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, and no, sir. I don't think that's really the way it was out here in the West Coast. N- no, I, I didn't, uh, I'm not, I don't think I was ever told to say, sir, or ma'am, I did. Um, I didn't, I know we, as a kid, you weren't supposed to call adult by their first name. Right. And one of the things in Louisiana we do, too, is like an older adult will say, "Miss, I, I'm called Miss Andrea by okay. people's kids. That's another thing that we do instead of saying, yes, ma'am. We'll say, oh, hi, Miss Andrea. Everybody does the miss, which is kind of a, a takeoff on the monsieur and madame mm. and uh, mademoiselle because Louisiana is based on the French. Here's the point of the story. North Carolina, this family raises a son. Uh, he's 10 years old. He raised by uh, two parents, a uh, traditional family, by the way, African-American. The mom is Teretha Wilson. She told the television station her son, Tamarian, was punished and showed her a, a sheet where he was instructed to write the word ma'am more than 100 times because he ta- called the teacher ma'am. He was called out in front of the class, disciplined, humiliated, and and. And yeah, I mean, imagine being 10 and you're called out in front of the class. I mean, that's horrifying. And But over because he called her ma'am. That's crazy. And this is in North Carolina. I was born at Lejeune. I can't even believe this, that this is happening. I mean, we've got a dropout rate that's insane in this country. We got kids graduating from school, can't even read or write. And this is what the school is is punishing a kid for. Hat tip to the parents. The pushback, the parents went to social media and there was quite the pushback. Uh, The parents agreed uh, to move this child to a different classroom. Um, But this is the kind of insanity that's going on in our schools. And this is why I do a lot of education segments on the show with my buddy Bob Walters who wrote the book Facing Reality in American Education. Please do get that book. We must get engaged because this is really where the battle is. There was a, uh, I was on One America News tonight talking about the fact that a poll came out that 70-something percent of Americans today want single-payer health care. They want a socialist country. How did that happen? Because of our education system being hijacked by the left, destroying every aspect of traditional America, instructing them that anything American was bad. And instructing them that socialism is good. And this is just an aspect of it. This is part of the cultural Marxist movement here with this kid. Um, also a part of the cultural Marxist movement is, uh, you know, the, the left took over the education system. They took over the media and they also took over Hollywood. We know that Roseanne Barr was completely destroyed personally and professionally because of a crappy tweet that I said at the time I criticized her for. But was it really was it really so bad that she deserved to be completely destroyed? But in response, she was gracious enough to relinquish all of her rights to a TV show that she developed, that she created and crafted. And that cast who tossed her aside, who owe her their entire careers, is now going forward as part of the Connors. And the way they will handle the exit of Roseanne is by killing off her character. Well, they killed her off personally in real life. Basically, you can still see Bill Cosby on the airwaves after he was convicted of of serial assault of women. You can still see Kevin Spacey movies. They still have their stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But Roseanne Roseanne has been banished, basically, and shunned by society for one crappy tweet about Valerie Jarrett. John Goodman, 
who played her husband, said, um, you know, that he was surprised at the network's response to Barr's tweet. I know, I know for a fact that she's not racist. racist. Well, why didn't you stand up for her? Why didn't you tell that network that you will not come back and participate in this show who you owe your career to? Why did you why did you allow her to be thrown under the bus, John Gibbon? This is just a shame to me. This is absolutely a shame. Meanwhile, we've got Joy Behar. Same network, Joy Behar, who's still on The View after saying that Mike Pence was a mentally ill because he says God speaks to him. The double standard in this country is off the rails. Uh, oh, and we also know out of Hollywood and the Me Too movement that the chief accuser of Harvey Weinstein uh, you know, sexually assaulted a 17-year-old in a hotel. Where's the, where is the outcry against her? Tune in tomorrow night. Be sure to be here. Bruce Orr is going before Congress. It's going to be a huge, epic day. Love you all. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks, J.D. Hayworth, Curtis Ellis. Have a great night, everybody. The Andrea K. Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.